How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of English Encore. I'm your host, Nick English. Thank you all for tuning in. Today, we're going to be talking about some NHL, um, just going through some of the teams that have been surprised so far, both good and bad. We're talking about the MLB playoffs so far, as both the National and American League are now in their championship series, um, who I think the current NFL MVP is, and the most overrated team in college football. Um, so starting with NHL talk, I'm just going to go through some teams who I think have surprised people in a good way so far. Um, and I'm going to start off with my very own Buffalo Sabres, 4-0-1 to start the season under new head coach Ralph Kruger. Um, I think they've um, taken the league a little bit by storm as far as being a surprise so far. I don't think anyone thought they were going to come out of the gate the way they have. They haven't had this good of a start since 0-9-10 season. Um, it's a pretty good start especially with a new head coach. There's been a lot of good stories. Um, Victor Olofsson's been an absolute stud on the power play for the Sabres, one of the um, bright rookies in the NHL thus far this season. Um, Buffalo's power play has been very lethal, and I think the goaltending's been very surprising so far. Both Linus Allmark and Carter Hutton have both put out phenomenal performances um, in all of their games so far. Um, I think they have to continue going in the right direction, but as of right now, they're off to a better start than I think most people would thought. Um, Carolina Hurricanes, 5-1. and one. Um, I personally think this is surprising just because um, I know they made that deep run last year, the Eastern Conference Finals, but I thought it was a little bit fluky, and I wasn't sure if they'd be able to um, really continue to take that next step in being a cup contender every year, but so far, they've proven me wrong. They've Gotten a lot of good contributions. Sebastian Ajo is back on a new deal. He's been playing well. Um, same with Tara Vinen. Um, they're just very solid defensively. Um, and I think that's one of the big reasons they're 5-1 and one right now. And then the Edmonton Oilers, 5-0. and oh. um, Dave Tippett's done a really nice job stepping in there um, as their new head coach. And James Neal has kind of rejuvenated himself after he had a really bad year um, last year in Calgary. He had a, They made a trade for him. And they got rid of Milan Lucic, and Edmonton's off to a really good start. Um, all three teams, I think, are going to be in the mix, um, fighting for a playoff spot. Um, I think the Hurricanes are the most likely to um, make a far run of those three teams, but Edmonton and Buffalo could definitely make some noise um, based on their previous history. It's going to be a kind of wait and see with both of those teams, but we'll see going forward and then. Um, surprises that have been bad so far. Um, the San Jose Sharks starting one and four. Um, I know they lost Joe Pavelski in the offseason. Lost a few other players. Eric Carlson um, has been hurt as well, and he just came back. Uh, Martin Jones hasn't been great in goal so far. And then Evander Kane did start the season um, with a suspension. So um, definitely a rough start for them at one and four. Um, their team, I think every year that gets looked at as one of the best in the NHL. And has been a perennial playoff team for the past 10, 15 years. Um, they've been pushing for Stanley Cups um, year after year. They were really close last year, just couldn't couldn't get the job done. But I think their start's been a little bit surprising. Um, and then two other teams who I thought in the offseason made a lot of good moves, and they both got really hyped up. They could be um, Eastern Conference playoff teams. They've really struggled out of the gate has been the New Jersey Devils and the Florida Panthers. Um, Florida Panthers made the huge splash when, when they signed Quenville to be their new head coach. Um, they had Barkov still there. 
Um, and then they got Bobrovsky to come over from Columbus and be their new star goalie. They're 1-2-2 two, two so far. So it's not awful they did pick up um, two points in overtime and shootout losses um, this season. But I think their slow start's a little surprising just based on um, the moves they did make in the offseason, especially with Quenville. I thought um, a lot of people have picked the Panthers to really make a deep run in the playoffs here, even potentially be a surprise Stanley Cup team just because of Quenville's history and winning cups in Chicago. They have a really young core um, that starts with Barkov, and they still have Ekblad, um, a lot of other good young pieces as well. And then New Jersey Devils, um, kind of the same thing. They added P.K. Subban in the offseason. They had the number one overall pick. They got Jack Hughes. Um, Corey Schneider had a little bit of a more improved year last year than years past. So I think they got kind of hyped up a little bit as well. Um, and so far, they really haven't lived up to um, the expectations that got raised for them is they're 0-3-2 right now. Um, but obviously early on in the season, we're only about five, six games in for most teams. Um, long season, 82 games. So this all can obviously change. But um, right now, those are my biggest surprises of the NHL so far. Um, looking at the MLB playoffs, it's been a great one so far. I'm just going to go kind of through a quick breakdown of what happened throughout the playoffs up until now. So the Nationals defeated the Brewers, and the Rays defeated the A's in those wild card games. Um, then the Yankees defeated the Twins. Um, the Nationals upset the Dodgers, uh, who was the one seed, which um, I wasn't completely shocked by because the Dodgers have a history of doing or being dominant, excuse me, in the regular season, and then just postseason it all comes to collapse. Um, and then the Cardinals defeated the Braves, and Astros defeated the Rays. Um, and then right now, currently, they're in the championship series for the American League and National League. Currently, the Nationals are up 2-0 on the Cardinals, um, taking both games on the road um, against Cardinals before they get three more at home now, so a very good chance for the Nationals to lock it up and go to the World Series. The Yankees took game one on the road last night, um, 7-0 in the ALCS against the Astros. Um, really good job by Tanaka on the mound. Um, and just some things I've taken away from the um, playoffs so far, my three biggest storylines. Um, first, the Nationals pitching has been phenomenal. Scherzer um, going seven and eight innings respectively with no hit innings um, against the Cardinals in the first two games of this series. Um, then just in the previous series, well against the Dodgers, um, really shutting down their power hitting of both teams. Um, and then from the Dodgers series, Clayton Kershaw continues to struggle in the postseason. Um, he might be one of the worst postseason pitchers of all time, and it's really sad to see just because of how great he is in the regular season, how um, great he is a player of all time. He could definitely going to be a future Hall of Famer, in my opinion. Um, he's won Cy Young before. Um, he just continues to really struggle in the postseason. Um, and I've actually predicted the Nationals to make a run to the World Series. Um, I just didn't know if they'd be able to get by the Dodgers. But um, in the end, the bullpen pitching and when Kershaw came out and gave up the two back-to-back -back home runs to give the Nationals life before um, they ultimately hit a grand slam later in the game um, to win it. Uh, it's definitely one we'll have to follow for the next couple of years to come and see if Kershaw will ever be able to um, bounce back and be his regular season form in the postseason. 
Um, and then, do you guys know that Glaber Torres is 22 years old? Because if you didn't know that, this kid's an absolute animal. Um, the way he's performed against the Twins and now against the Astros has been unreal. Um, not only in the field, but hitting, he's just been phenomenal. Home runs, doubles, stealing bases, um, making great plays in the field. And for how young he is, um, he's going to be something special for the Yankees. Um, I don't want to say he could get to Derek Jeter level because Jeter is one of the greatest of all time to ever play. But um, if he keeps playing like this for the rest of his career, he's going to be a problem for a lot of other teams going forward. And the Yankees got to do everything they can um, to keep him there for a long, long time. Um, right now, my um, playoff picks are still intact. I had the Astros beating the Nationals in the World Series. Both those teams are still in. Um, even though the Astros are down 1-0 against the Yankees, still have an opportunity to get um, the next game at home. So we'll see where it goes. But definitely a really exciting brand of baseball. It's being played a lot of really close games um, throughout all of the playoffs. There hasn't been a ton of blowouts. Um, a lot of low-scoring 3-4 run games. Um, it's definitely been exciting to watch. Um, so shifting over to the NFL um, I'm going to talk about three specific players and who I think is the current NFL MVP. Um, so start off with Patrick Mahomes, the reigning MVP from last year. Um, got his team off to a 4-1 start so far. He has 1,831 passing yards, 11 touchdowns, no interceptions going into today's game against the Houston Texans. Um, he's just been on a tear. Seems like he picked up right where he left off from last year. Although last week the Colts kind of show um, blueprint of kind of how to beat the Chiefs. However, Tyreek Hill is finally back healthy. Um, Watkins will hopefully be back in a few weeks. Um, Kel they still have Kelsey, and they have three dynamic running backs. So um, going forward, I think the Chiefs are still the team to beat in the AFC, besides maybe the Patriots. Um, Holmes is it's really hard to argue against him for MVP just because of what he did last year and how he's continued to just dominate the league this year. He makes some throws that just make your jaw drop. It's incredible. Some of the throws he makes off his back foot, sidearm, um, no look. It's just he's such a fun player to watch. Um, and another quarterback that I think should be in the NFL conversation for MVP is Russell Wilson. Um, I think his year so far has been very underappreciated. Um the Seahawks have gotten off to a lot better start than I think a lot of people did based on the division they're in with the 49ers and the Rams, who I think a lot of people thought could have been better than them this year. Um, right now they have a better record than the Rams. Um, and then the 49ers have surprised a lot of team being undefeated. But Russell Wilson, 4-1 record, 1,409 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, no interceptions going into his game today against the Browns. Um, just the way he's able to command the huddle as a leader. Um, he just I think this is arguably his best year as a pro so far. Um, he's making some throws that I don't think I've ever seen him make before. Um, the one he made to lock it against the Rams uh, in the back of the end zone last week was incredible. Um, one of the best throws I think I've ever seen him make. Um, he's using his legs a little more this year, I think, than last year. Um, and Pete Carroll is doing a really nice job um, of getting this team up and better than I thought a lot or a lot of people thought they would probably be and um, got them off to a nice four and one start and it'll be interesting to see 
how he does once division games start coming around um, against the 49ers and Rams down the stretch of the season. And then Christian McCaffrey is my final one. Um, I know they won their game earlier this morning um, against the Buccaneers in London. So now they're 4-2 and two with Kyle Allen at quarterback. But McCaffrey is just a beast um, on the ground through the air. 587 rushing yards going into that game. Six touchdowns on the ground. 31 more catches for 279 receiving yards and a touchdown in the air. Um, I truly think he has a chance this year to not only rush for 1,000, but have 1,000 receiving yards. Um, he could easily push 2,000 to 2,500 all-purpose yards this season. And I wouldn't be surprised if he comes close to 20 touchdowns between the ground and the air. Um, he's not the biggest running back, but he's very built, um, and he just hits the hole hard and makes a lot of people miss, and he kind of displays the whole package. Um, overall, right now, honestly, I think Russell Wilson deserves to be um, the NFL MVP um, just because his team wasn't looked at as one of the big contenders. They were probably a bubble playoff team. Um, I think he's done a really good job of um, leading his team um, no or no interceptions yet this year, 12 touchdowns, and he probably won't throw for as many passing yards as Patrick Mahomes, but look at the weapons he has compared to Mahomes. I mean, Tyler Lockett's a very good player. DK Metcalf's had a breakout rookie season. Chris Carson's a decent running back, and Disley's kind of been a surprise at tight end this year, but that does nothing in comparison to Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Sammy Watkins, Sean McCoy, Damian Williams, all these stud players. Um, for what Russell Wilson has around him in the system he's in, I think he's just done an incredible job. Um, in person, I think um, that deserves some stature. I feel like he should be named um, NFL MVP to this point. Long season to go still. Um, only played five games so far. Um, six going into today. So still about ten more games to go. So we'll see. I think those three are definitely going to be in the conversation throughout the rest of the year. Um, I think Deshaun Watson is another guy to keep an eye on still. Um, and then Jimmy Garoppolo, if he keeps playing the way he has and the 49ers can continue to roll, he's going to be another one. And then I think Tom Brady always has his name in the conversation, even though he hasn't statistically put up the greatest numbers here, but Patriots could just continue to win. Um, and even on the defense side of the ball for the Patriots, um, I'm not a huge Stephon Gilmore fan, but he's been incredible this year. He's probably the best cornerback in the NFL uh, to date, and um, be interesting to see if guys like that down the stretch, and even a guy like Khalil Mack, he continues to be dominant. See if his name gets thrown in there at all. Um, so moving over to college football, um, college football is a little hard to talk about as far as the most overrated team, just because I do think teams like Clemson and Alabama are a bit overrated, just because based on who they've played so far. But at the end of the day, that's not really their fault. Um, they're beating the teams that are in front of them, even if it's by slim margins. Um, so it's hard to call them overrated, especially those two teams just going to national championships against each other year after year. Um, so the team that I picked for the most overrated in college football right now is Michigan. Um, I just think that um, Harbaugh hasn't lived up to the hype that he was brought in there to do at Michigan. I think when they brought him in, they thought they were going to be a legitimate playoff um, team every year in the Final Four for the playoffs, um, and they haven't gotten in since he's been there. Um, he's 43-15 and 15 as the coach there. 
Um, their only quality win this year is first Iowa, and it was a 10 to three game. And Iowa's slipped off a lot lately. They beat Army 24-21 in overtime in a game they should have lost, based on or Army missed a field goal at the end of regulation um, before they lost and over beat them in overtime. Excuse me. Um, and Shea Patterson, uh, I mean, he's had a decent year so far, nine touchdowns, three interceptions, but he hasn't been anything special. And I think every year, especially if you know the history of Michigan football, um, they have very high standards. And I just think that Harbaugh hasn't lived up to those expectations. Um, I think they should be in closer games or winning more games against ranks opponents. Um, Wisconsin came in and just absolutely destroyed them. Michigan didn't even have a chance in that game. Taylor ran all over them all game long. Um, and I just don't think that Michigan's that good. They haven't had any huge wins. I mean, they beat Iowa, but Iowa just lost again this week. So um, I just think Michigan's very overrated, and I honestly think that going forward, Harbaugh might be um, on a pretty short leash coming up. I think he might get another year next year. Another year to recruit some guys to come in, but um, I mean they have a few good players waiting in the ranks. I think Dylan McCaffrey has a chance to be a really good quarterback for them, but um, right now I just think Michigan, for as high as they're ranked, I just don't think they're as good as a lot of people think. Um, I think Florida was another team I was debating about being overrated. They did lose their quarterback Felipe Franks at the beginning of the year, but. They've managed to put some wins together. They did beat Auburn. They did just lose to LSU um, yesterday, but LSU, I think, is right up there. The potential to be in the College Four playoffs this year. Um, I think college football this year is actually have a really exciting finish down the stretches because there are a lot of really good teams here besides Alabama and Clemson, who are usually the, always two that are pretty much locked in at the beginning of every year um, now, but... Oklahoma's played really good. Ohio State's been really good. Same thing with Wisconsin. Um, and then, as I just mentioned, LSU. So, definitely be an interesting um, college four playoff when it comes that time. We'll have to see the rest of the year. I'm interested to see how Michigan does the rest of the year, whether or not they decide to retain Harbaugh or not. Um, so, next week, we're going to be talking about the Bills versus the Dolphins. Preview that game after the Bills are coming off of their bye week at 4-1. and one. Um we're going to talk about what I think is going to happen when all the Sabres players get healthy, um, specifically at the blue line. Um, once Brandon Montour, Lawrence Pilot, and Zach Bogosian are all healthy, what the Sabres and Ralph Kruger might do there. Um, I'm going to talk about which team I feel um, their start is more encouraging. The Bills are right now 4-1, Sabres are 4-0-1. Um, so I want to talk about next week, after seeing another week of them playing, um, who I think is going to be more encouraging start. And then we're going to talk about some UB football, talk about how their season's going so far, talk about some of their players, and uh, what they're going to be, how they're going to look for the rest of the year and going forward. Um, but yeah, that's going to do it for this week's episode. A little bit of a shorter one this week, but I um, appreciate everyone tuning in, and um, I hope you all tune in next week, and I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you, everyone. Yeah.